And we're on. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Non Sequitur. Um, shit, I can't remember. I can't. I can't remember if we're switching places or not, Steve. I, I haven't seen where we're at yet. So this I'm is Steve McRae. Oh, we are okay. switched. Okay. All right, good. I'm Steve McRae. That's yeah, Kyle Curtis. I'm Kyle today. Now remember, his uh, Kyle Kyle's birthday is in uh, three and a half hours. So this is what happens when he went from 31 to 32. He didn't age well at all. Not at all. He crashed and burned. Should have should have taken his vitamins. <sighs> is that what is that what it is, Steve? People, people, I, I, hey, by the way, we're on the people have already noticed the sighting here and they're already lost their minds. So it's okay. Oh, have they really? Yes. I'm coming in that chat as soon as we get this debate started. So play nice. Um we we did this on purpose, actually, but I'm glad that it, it worked already. We want to see who would be trigger. And guess yeah. who the, guess who we triggered? Ocean. Ah. Of course, my Viking prince. Sorry, man. Well, uh, as always, welcome to Non Sequitur. Um, I think I'm Kyle Curtis, and I think that's Steve McRae, and I think that Dave is producing. And Dave has not had a really, a really good past two days on here, has he? He's he really hasn't. He's angry. We stressed him out, but um, thank you, Dave, as always, for the wonderful job that you do. Um, and then joining us also, we have the Wiz, not as in Wiz. Wiz. Hello. Uh, a smart whiz. Whiz biz. And we have Godless Engineer. Or I'm, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, Godless Engineer. Tonight we are joined by Godless Engine Queer. Well, yeah, I actually had changed it to Engine Queer. It seems to flow nicely. So, Engine Queer. Well, welcome, Engine Queer. Thank you. <laughs> um, Listen, we have to do that. We have to do that over again because you didn't do your, your thing. Oh, Kyle right. really is advancing this. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me do it. Let me do it. What's up, heathens? How y'all doing? <laughs> the gay agenda, right there. Stop. Right you. Uh, oh, excellent. I can't hear anymore. It's, wow. Well, right in front of your eyes, people. He is changing to be gay. Wow. It, it is a choice. Wow, you can do dirty things with that. With that thing. <laughs> <laughs> he says he doesn't. What is happening? This what is, is happening? this is going south really fast. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've already forgotten what we're here to discuss. <laughs> Morality of all things. Oh, fantastic! That is so fitting. That is so fitting. Um, before we do, I'm going to uh, put up a card to show what we have going on tomorrow. Now, originally we were going to have a kind of birthday stream with uh, you know all of our favorite people coming in. Um, also celebrating hitting 10K and over 1 million views. But we're going to move that to Friday. Um, of course, Godless Engineer and The Wiz, if you want to, too. You're all welcome to stop in and um, hang out. But we're moving right. it for a really big reason. And as many of you remember, and actually he has a piece coming on CBS News. Um, I believe he said either this weekend or next weekend, but CBS Morning News or Sunday News did a, a piece on this gentleman. Now, he got notoriety about two and a half months ago for being... He's... It was to raise money yeah. to, to, to get... Uh, he wants to go up like 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 several miles above. Yeah, 
62. Yeah. He wants to go like to the Carmen Lion or something. Yeah. Uh, which is 62 and a half miles above the earth. And he's raising, raising awareness for it. Yeah. Now we spoke with him with uh, it, me, Steve, Aaron Ra, um spoke with him on a Saturday. You get, That video is in our videos, this Mad Mike Q's um, calls into non sequitur. And we spoke with him then. Now he is also running for governor of California. Got a lot going on. But um, we, I spoke with Mike about, uh, Steve messaged him this morning. I spoke with him on the phone about four hours ago. He has agreed to come on tomorrow. So he will be with us. He'll be joining us tomorrow at 8 uh, Eastern. And he's taking a really, really strange position, especially if you're running for political office. I'm going to let Steve explain what he's coming on to talk about. But uh, now we will be talking about all of that because he did go up in the rocket. He did. Um, hold he holds the record for um well i'll let him tell because i'm not exactly sure what the record exactly says but um uh, we all we, we'll talk about that and get into that with him but i'm gonna let steve just uh, tell you what he's coming on to debate yeah but, he he i think he holds the record for the um the self-propelled rocket i mean he put himself like 1800 feet in the air not just once but twice he's done it twice but he's going to come on to discuss the topic that troops and the military should basically be abolished that uh if he becomes governor he wants to try to eliminate troops uh, troops and uh, is against any military of any kind um i tried to suss out with him what he meant by that it was something he messaged me several several hours ago and so i haven't really had a formal discussion with him on about it yet but uh, that's his standpoint so he wants to come on and try to argue that with somebody so uh we will be joined by mad mike hughes again tomorrow at 8 p.m eastern to talk about his journey through the rocket we spoke with him prior to him going up into the rocket so um and actually it got delayed because we spoke to him on a saturday he was supposed to go up on a tuesday and didn't wind up going up for um three more weeks, something like that. But, yeah. We had, we, if people remember, we talked to uh, Madman Mike Hughes on, um, on the, on the NSS with Arn Ra, a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. So join us for that. That'll be a big, uh, a big to do. And then you can catch his CBS Sunday morning news piece. I believe it's this weekend. Uh, Cause he said that he had just got done wrapping up filming for that. So, uh, all right. I'm going to let Steve now introduce, the, uh, the topic for tonight and what we're going to be talking about. Uh, if you're a Patreon, number one, thank you. And number two, we have one of our private hangouts this Saturday. It's always a good time to join us uh, for that. That's going to be at 4 o'clock on Saturday. Also, um, any Super Chats that you put through, all of them are read live on the show. So um, they will appear in the little box in between Steve and I. And um, then once the debate, or this is a discussion, once the discussion is concluded we will read all of those out so uh, without further ado let's get into it all right well today I'm, i thank you guys for joining us on such short notice we did have some other things planned today unfortunately they did fall through so i want to thank you both uh, goddess engineer and wiz for, for doing this so so short notice so today we're going to be talking about objective morality we're going to have objective mor uh, more realism versus more anti-realism with goddess engineer taking the anti-realist approach and the Wiz taking the moralistic, realistic approach or moral realism. So, Wiz, you haven't been on non sequitur so before, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and maybe tell them a little bit about your position, and then we'll, we'll have Dallas Engineer do the same. All right, cool. So, um, I am a moral realist. Um, I do take the position of morality being objective, or at least can be. Um, and 
uh, my stance is essentially that what constitutes right and wrong is what is interest of well-being. Um, this assessment is like contingent um, upon like whether or not we agree well-being um, is a correct or um, proper foundation. And um, once we, I think once we can agree on that, like we can assess based on that standard um, what can be objectively moral. So. Okay. And yeah. Gosh, here, welcome back. Probably like the, oh, I don't know, the, one of the uh, most reoccurring persons we have on here. It's so. got to be his 12th appearance, I think. Yeah, it's got to be at least. I mean, I think he's, <laughs> I know he's been an orange. So, yeah. So, people don't know who you are by now. Tell them who you are, but they should. <laughs> Right. Uh, so I'm Godless Engineer, uh, despite what my little name tag says whenever I talk. Um, so uh, I'm Godless Engineer. I have a channel here called Godless Engineer. You can go over there and subscribe if you want to. Uh, I do a lot of just response videos and uh, comment videos and all that other stuff. So uh, if you want to go check that out, uh, I'd appreciate it. Uh, as far as my position goes, I take the moral. I don't. <laughs> I. I, I I guess I'm a little against how you characterize it, Steve, as being anti-realist. I'm not saying that that's a wrong way to uh, characterize it, but I, I guess I prefer moral relativist. Um, but it, it, I, it's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so I take the position of moral relativism. I feel that morality is relative. Um, it's relative to, uh, you know, I guess whatever group of people that you're working with. Uh, I feel that it's a, a subjective stance that is innately subjective, uh, regardless of whatever starting point that you uh, take. And uh, in order to do what Wizbiz uh, mentioned a second ago, which is that we should all agree that well-being is a proper foundation, that in and itself is an assumption, uh, is starting from a subjective assumption uh, that we just all happen to agree with. And I don't disagree that there are objective things like a group of people agreeing that one thing is considered good and uh, a group of people agreeing that one thing is considered bad. But in order to define what is good, what is bad, what things uh, are, what thing, what, um, what things are good and what things are bad. I think that you have to take a subjective stance to that in order to uh, make your argument. So I feel that it's a very, uh, innately subjective, and that's the position that I hold. Okay. So how about we just done and dive into it? Now, I've I've actually put the link in the video description of the terms we generally use in the Great Debate community. Um, I, I sent it to you guys prior, so if you guys want to use those things, that's great. If you have your own way of doing it, you can use it. Just let us know. But if people want to follow along and they don't understand what they're talking about, go to the video description, go to the link to the Great Debate community wiki, and uh, there's a little brief synopsis of what do these terms mean, like moral relativism and subjectivism, so people can kind of follow along. They're not familiar with these terms. But generally speaking, the moral realist is the proposition. Um, however, it's completely up to you if you want to uh, take that or not, GE. Uh, oh, okay. Well, no, I mean. Moral realism is, uh, excuse me, uh, I'm sorry, Wiz, you have moral realism. So generally, moral realism is the proposition. Do you want to take that? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. It's all yours. All mine? All right. Well, so I completely agree that um, 
are the foundation of well-being is subject subjective like agreeing upon that foundation is dependent on our like personal feelings or um, thoughts but once we do agree on that foundation we can um, we can assess uh, morals based on that um, what am I trying to get at here uh, we can assess whether certain moral morals are um, in the in the interest of well-being um, and if they are in the interest of well-being they would be I would consider them right and if they weren't there I would consider them wrong so that's basically what I'm trying to get at And uh, over to you. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I get that you're kind of starting off by uh, saying that we need to agree that like well-being is the foundation to in which that you have to judge things to be objective. But I feel like that's just sort of moving the goalposts almost and just moving the word objective or what we consider to be objective into a realm that that you can call objective i i know that this is kind of uh, like sam harris's argument which uh personally i feel like he just redefines what objective means and what objective is in order to say that some morals are objective and it's not that i disagree with the, like the foundation that you're talking about here um it's not that i disagree with that i just see the inherent subjectivity of your prior assumptions which uh, you know, makes the rest of your argument inherently uh, subjective. Uh, and I mean, you can, you can tell how this is inherently subjective because even the whole, um, you know, well-being like of, of, I guess, conscious creatures, I think is what Sam Harris says. If, if you consider that, then across time, we've got different definitions of what that means. So I, I guess, I just feel like it's pushing it into our current definitions. Like we're using our current definition of, of what it means to be, you know, the well-being of conscious creatures. And you're saying, well, now this is objective. And I disagree with that because at some point our definition of well-being could change in the future. So I don't see the point in saying, oh, now this is objective. And then you advance the timeline 50 years or so, and it's like, well, new information's come about. We have a new idea of what well-being is. Therefore, now this is objective. Do you understand how that kind of makes the word objective, like, lose its meaning, at least as, as far as I understand the word? So if you mean objective in a different way, could you elaborate on that? Well, so I sort of understand what you're getting at. Um, I am using the word objective as um, Steve has graciously uh, linked us. Um, I can read it off here. Uh, objective morality in, in this context would be what is right um, or wrong or relevant of someone's personal feelings or opinions. So that's kind of how I'm using the word right now. Well, I mean, I understand that that's the objective morality, but um I asked like, you know, how you were considering something to be objective. Like, for instance, I consider the number of Tic Tacs in a box 
to be objective because that's something physical that I can measure and whatnot. Whereas morality and all these other things are more abstract ideas that we can't necessarily measure in that way. So I don't feel like morality in general can be objective considering we can't actually like measure it unless we box it in with a subjective boundary that we have predetermined. I, I would just say to that, that's, that's a different objective than like, that's a different like use use of the word objective than I'm referring to. So like I'm talking about objective, not in the sense that it's um, empirical or based on independently verifiable facts. It's just, we, I guess we'd have to define right and wrong because I'm just defining it as um, it's defined um, as on the uh, Great Debate Community Wiki, what is right or wrong or relevant of someone's personal feelings or opinions. So I don't, I don't want to define it in use, use it as in um, the as like something being objective would be based upon independently verifiable points of data, facts, or empirical data. I want to do it in like the context of morality in which it's it would be the opposite of subjectivity and yeah well but don't you do do you not see how saying that well we all agree on this one particular foundation uh do you not see how that kind of violates the whole regardless of other people's feelings because well, I mean if we're already agreeing on this foundation then it's not regardless of how everybody feels it's perfectly in line with how everybody feels right which is why as I noted the whole agreeing on this foundation is subjective right so the, our agreement on this is dependent on our personal feelings or opinions but once we get past that we can start assessing things based on the standard whether or not they're right or wrong and, but do you, yeah. sorry go ahead and that would be irrelevant of our opinions or personal feelings that's uh, the assessment not the foundation well no, no i understand that but what i'm saying is that the 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 foundation itself is subjective sure yeah i, I mean so, i agree uh okay but but i mean do you not see how that kind of poisons the rest of your argument I do not. Well, I mean, if we already have, if we have a subjective base that we're working off of, and then anything built off of that is going to be inherently uh, subjective. Well, I not mean, necessarily. Real quick, Wiz, if I can ask, can you can you like back off your mic a little bit? I think you're you're a little bit too close, and you're you're clipping and and kind of popping. Yeah, sorry about that. I can uh, move it away. All right, all set. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really have anything to say right now. Um, we were, my foundation subjective, but I don't think that necessarily means the assessment based on that standard would be inherently subjective. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, can you say that again? So my, um, like whether or not our foundation is well-being would be subjective. It's dependent on our personal opinions, right? But I don't think that inherently means 
our assessment based on that standard would be dependent on our personal feelings or opinions. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I would disagree with that because, I mean, if you're already agreeing on this, I guess, generalized topic, then any discussion that you have after that is still contained within this subjective foundation that you've already built, regardless of whether somebody already believes that, that whatever you're discussing is within that foundation, uh, you're still arguing within that foundation. So, I mean, you're like, like, I don't, I, like, I would think that the objective morality would be able to circumvent any kind of foundation that you set or any kind of subjective box that you put around the conversation. I feel like objective would, would, would be like either morally good or morally bad, uh, regardless of this foundation. But it seems to me like you've pushed that the it seems to me like you've pushed it into a place where that kind of objective i guess can't exist or or it, it just doesn't cover uh so i i don't know if that's making any sense um i mean uh, again like i kind of i i see where you're getting at but it's the whole thing where well my i don't want to keep repeating myself i mean I understand. I'm not meaning but, to make you repeat yourself, but no, I, it's not you. It's just like, I'm trying to maybe figure out some better ways to say this, but so my foundation is, is that what is objective is dependent on what is in the interest of well-being and what is not in the interest of well-being. And the subjectivity comes into play of whether or not we agree on well-being being a like objective standard we should use and our um our process or our um de determination of whether or not we do agree on that would be dependent on our personal opinions and so it would th thus be subjective if that makes any sense um wait so, so at what point does it become subjective it becomes subjective when we um, choose to agree or not agree that the interest of well-being would be objectively good and the disinterest in well-being would be objectively bad. Agreeing on, um, agreeing on well-being would be subjective, whether or not we agree on that. Okay. So you were, were using the definition that Steve Link being that objective morality is morality that is good or bad, regardless of how you feel about it. Right. But at the same time, you're telling me that it, we have to start from a base of how people feel about it. No. So we're starting from at the subjectivity is determining a standard that we should, that we should use, not necessarily the morality, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, but I mean, we're all we're already employing how people feel about a certain thing in order to establish how we judge things to be objectively moral, morally good or bad. Sure. So, so I mean that. I mean, I could I could draw I could draw like a like let's say you had a you had a machine right on an assembly line, right? Let's say the the first machine in your line produces a faulty part. 
then as you go through the assembly line, I mean, you're working with a faulty part through the entire thing. It, it infects the entire, in, the entire argument or the entire conversation. Well, I guess so, what I'm getting at is that that machine is separate from the rest of the machine in a, in a way where it doesn't influence it, if that makes any sense. So the subjectivity of agreeing on a standard that we should use is not influential of the objectivity we use to assess things based on that standard. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, you, you keep going back to the, you know, the objective part, uh, obviously, but I mean, it, it's the, the objective part is supposed to be regardless of, of how people feel about it or how an individual person uh, feels about it. And I feel like any position where you base it off of, you know, an agreement upon people of how they feel about it, it doesn't make the morality that you, that you strike or that you design afterwards, it doesn't make it objective. It just makes it, it makes it subjective on the basis of that foundation. All right. Well, I don't know, maybe, we should, maybe I'll bring up an example here. Um, Here's like one of the easiest examples. Is murder right or wrong, right? So based on objective morality, murder is wrong or relevant of what I, what my personal opinion is. It is, um, we, can we can assess that um, it is not in the interest of well-being and that that is independent of my personal opinions. But whether or not we use well-being as a standard would be dependent on that, on my opinions. Okay. Uh, but still you're, you're working off of a foundation where people already agree that they feel that it's wrong to go out and murder somebody. Right. Um, so I, I guess I don't understand the problem with that. Well, because there's the objective fact that, people agree that something is wrong but then there's whether or not that is objectively wrong to think that i mean you can transplant this uh same argument throughout history just in different time periods we had a, we, we had a different idea of what well-being was 300 years ago or so um you know back during uh the 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 um I guess the wild, wild west days or whatnot. I mean, in the unregulated portions of the country, um, it, it wasn't really seen as, as bad or wrong to like have a gunfight where one person murders another person. Um, and so like we can judge that as being wrong now because right now we have a foundation, a subjective foundation that that would be wrong. But if you, if you judge it by the common consensus of like the society at the time or the area that you're in, that, that wouldn't necessarily violate well-being. Right. But doing so we would have to be using, like we would have to assess it based on our personal feelings or opinions. If we took like, if we took all of history, we could make, we could assess it based on standards or tools that are not dependent on personal feelings or opinions so i don't that's what i'm trying to get at, get at i guess 
Okay. Well, uh, I, I get. Uh, I don't understand how that that answers my dilemma that I pointed out here of the fact that you know at, at certain times in history we have considered the definition of well-being to be a certain definition, which is very subjective to what the people felt at the time, and then judging that from now, we have a different concept of well-being. So. How can we say that right now we have objective morality based on our subjective foundation? And and but but then they also had some kind of objective morality uh, that was based on their own subjective foundation. I would think that objective morality would transcend that that barrier of the subjective foundation. Right, and you're. I understand what you're saying a lot better now. Um, I, I can't, and I want to try to make my point a little bit clearer, but uh, um, I just, I see, I'm still stuck on the whole where the, our foundation that the subjectivity of our foundation, agreeing upon our foundation, I'm still stuck on the fact that that's separate from assessing things based on that foundation, which would be objective. But I mean, well, I I, I get um, I I get that that you're making that distinction, but what I'm saying is is I feel like that is a um, misunderstanding of what it means to be objective. All right. Um, I mean, all right. I got nothing for you. Okay. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm really not trying to be difficult, but I, I really don't see how the, the, that version of objective actually makes it objective. Um, when, you know, throughout time we have different, you know, foundations of well-being that you could apply to those times. So, I mean, I guess that's where I'm, I'm not getting it. I don't know if anybody else wants to step in to try to try to help me understand it because I do, I do want to understand. I mean, if objective morality really does exist, I do want to be convinced by an argument. Well, uh, I'm not. From here, I feel like you're kind of using a different definition, but I don't know. N well, I, I disagree because the, the definition is that it's regardless of how people feel uh, uh, you know, as to whether or not something's morally uh, bad or good. And I'm saying that you can't hold to that definition while relying on a foundation that is based on how, like, like how people feel about a certain definition or how people feel about a certain uh, status. So – I think for clarification, um, I've been asked to, to clarify on this. Um, when we're talking about objectivity, a lot of times it does get conflated with things like being not biased. Like in subject, you say, in science, you say, <clears throat> I have an objective standpoint. I have some objectivity in the experiment, right? That's not how it's used in moral context, though. Objectivity, or being objective, means that a proposition is true independent of anybody's personal beliefs or mind dependent. It is mind independent in this case. That's what the objective moral standpoint is the more realist position, right? The more anti-realist position would say 
there are moral facts. A moral relativist or a moral subjectivist tends to say there are moral facts. They're just contingent upon either the individual, which would be moral subjectivism, or on the culture, which is moral relativism, which you said you were before. So you would be, you would be promoting the position that there are moral facts, but they're contingent upon the culture, either what's called cultural well, relativism or, or descriptive moral relativism. Well, right. And I wasn't, uh, I, I get before that some people were saying that I was using the entirely wrong definition of objective because of my, my wow. compare, my comparison with like the Tic Tacs and whatnot. But, but I wasn't trying to use like a, an objective, like, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't have a bias. I meant objective, like I have a box and it has a certain number of Tic Tacs in it. How do we know how many Tic Tacs are in there? You open it up, you count them and you know, I, you can count them one, two, three, and it, that's regardless of how anybody else would perceive that because there's three Tic Tacs that are sitting there on the table. So, I mean, that's what I mean by, by objective. And I would agree that there are objective facts. Like I would agree that it's a, a, a morally objective fact that like killing somebody is bad. But then again, we're both, we both have the same subjective foundation in which to work off of. So that's inherently subjective in my worldview, at least uh, to, in order to say that, which, which I mean, I'm fine with it because morality is an abstract subject that isn't concrete. So it's not like we can take it out of the box and we can actually count up anything in it or anything like that. It's, it, it's, it's abstract. So we have to start off from a subjective like view of things where we all agree on a certain idea or foundation. Well, let me, let me ask the whiz here because a college engineer make, makes a really good point. One of the, one of the things that is an argument against moral realism is the fact that we have no way to know what the actual moral facts are. We have right. no way to access them, right? There's a, we don't know if they're, even if they exist, are they not naturalistic facts or they're non naturalistic facts? And let me clarify because people really tend to screw this up. Naturalistic facts and non-naturalistic facts do not mean supernatural. That's not what it means in the moral context. All it means is a natural fact would be something relating to like uh, uh, pain or feelings or, or happiness or pleasure. Those are naturalistic facts. So if you say good is something that makes you happy, then you're appealing to naturalism. And, and that's called a naturalistic fallacy, actually, for that reason. A right. non-naturalistic approach would mean good defined in other ways. Because defining good is very, very difficult. It's called the open uh, question argument. So he makes a very good point to you is, how, if more religion does, does exist, how, how, how do you access those facts? How do you have moral knowledge? Because you're, as a moral anti-realist, you're, you're, you're arguing the position that moral knowledge, there isn't any, right? Right, so it, it goes back again to a standard that we have to agree on, and the process of agreeing on that would be subjective, right? But once we, once we achieve that standard and have that standard, we can then make assessments regarding reality about what would be right or wrong. And that would be independent of personal feelings or opinions. It just goes back to that. Okay, um, so let me ask you both this because uh, people have been asking me for this. Um, okay, if, if would you, you're both arguing from the position that morals facts exist, is that correct? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the content, I, people always say that people can confuse the content of the belief with the belief itself. The content of the belief is like one plus one equals two. That's a more, that's a fact, not a moral fact, but it's a, it's a, it's an analytical 
fact that everybody agrees one plus one equals two. Now, subjectively, somebody can say, you know what, I don't believe that. You can get a flat earther in here and say, you know what, I don't believe that. And they probably really mean it, right? Because they don't know math. But it just, just because you're having a subjective evaluation of something doesn't change the object, object to me, the objectivity or the objectiveness of the content itself. That is objective. Right. That's what, that's what I'm trying to get at. Okay, because I, I, I think you're kind of wording it weird, Wiz. Yeah. I, I have a couple of philosophy people kind right. of thinking that you're kind of wording it, Wiz, and I'm having to agree with them. But you what you just explained is what I'm trying to get okay. at. Okay, I wasn't sure. That's why I wanted to reframe it. I right. don't want to put words in your mouth, but I wanted to reform it in a way that was a little more cogent. Right, thank you. You're welcome. Do you want to address that in a, at all, G? Uh. Well, well, I guess not, because I mean, I still, I still stand that uh, on the position that when when we all agree that a certain thing, like, uh, is a moral fact, and that moral fact is true, then we're starting from a subjective position. So, I mean, it, it's it's just it's a little hard for me to be convinced that it's objective when it wholly takes into it like 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 the 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 main thing that it takes into account is how people feel about that particular moral fact no i told and i totally get what you're saying and but i see what's going on i think let me see if i can assess that a little bit um because we can pick okay generally objective morality deals a lot with goals right you ought to do something for a particular goal and you're saying because the goal is object subjective we can randomly pick anything therefore it makes the the rest of it all subjective it's, it's, it's a, there's a position called like that subjective i think it's called um subjective reductionism because it starts off from subjectivity everything follows the subjectivity it's something that cosmic skeptic kind of argues is that is that your position well yeah okay. i mean i agree with cosmic skeptic on okay. his assessment of it and i mean uh logically i think it would make sense if you think about like a mathematical problem if you make a mistake early on, it poisons the rest of your problem. Like it, it'll poison your answer and you won't get the right answer. So I guess given what we're considering objective morality to be here, if your objective morality is based on how people feel about the foundation or how people feel in general, how can it really be like objective Okay, well, would you, want, you want to tackle that one? Let, let me, right, right. Sure. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's based on how people feel about something. I'm talking about, um, so objective morality would be based on a standard, right? A standard that is, um, that is evaluated, formulated, um, by uh, the agreement people will have. And that the process of agreeing with something is dependent on personal feelings or opinions, which would be subject subjective. And so it's not dependent on my objectivity wouldn't be dependent on how people feel about something. You're popping. Yeah. Dependent on a standard about how people, a standard formulated that is, and the formulation, like the the process of agreeing um, to use that standard would be subjective. If that makes any sense, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, G, does that make sense to you? Well, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like it's the same point that you've kind of been right. talking about here yep. is that the foundation doesn't actually make like the argument or whatever, like the, the foundation doesn't dictate 
the rest of 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 the discussion or whatnot. But I mean, if we're if we're starting, like for instance, if we start off on a foundation where part of that foundation in the well being, it's uh, let's say it's it's getting slapped every day at two p.m. Okay, uh, let's say that that's part of that well being, but then you know you have people that disagree with that. And the, over time, more and more people disagree with that. And then all of a sudden we have a new like foundation in which to say, oh, that is morally wrong to slap somebody. Okay. So all, what, what I see is, is that you're starting off on a subjective foundation and then you're having this conversation based off of that subjective foundation, which makes any moral facts that you agree is good or bad subjective uh, in, in inherently until you change that moral foundation and then you're just arguing for a new set of objective facts and i feel like that violates the whole concept of being objective do you do you, do you get that what you're saying there Wiz? I, again yeah i'm we keep because we're, correct me if I'm wrong because i want to make sure you're getting it Wiz, because I, I don't know if you're actually arguing the right position here um what he's saying is if you start with a subjective thing, even if your goals are going to be objective, the whole thing that follows after that. Right. I get, I get what he's saying. Would be, that doesn't matter actually. That's what the more realists would say. The more realists would say. And you know, I, 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 that's what I've been trying to articulate is that the, the fact that the process of agreeing on this foundation is subjective, is irrelevant to the assessment of morals based on that, um, based on that, uh, what's the word, um, based on that standard, it's, the subjectivity is irrelevant to the assessment, which would be objective. Okay. Using the definition. Uh, okay. So let's take a moral foundation of, uh, you know, a certain time period or whatnot. Let's say um, the moral foundation that existed, you know, within, uh, let's say Islam, uh, in the Middle East, uh, you know, let's say a couple hundred years ago or so, where, you know, even even to today, they find child marriages to be perfectly fine and within their definition of well-being. So for them in their conversation on moral objectivism, they would feel that it's objectively good to marry a nine-year-old kid and to copulate that marriage with a nine-year-old kid. Uh, this is an agreed upon foundation uh, within that society. They were arguing, you know, they, they agree with each other that this is okay. Does that make it objectively good? Well, right. So the problem there would be how we would define well-being and what, would, what that would mean. Not, it wouldn't be but, like. But, but I mean, it's, it's supposed like the objective morality is supposed to be regardless of what other people think or feel. So how can that be objective? Well, I so get the, I what, get the uh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. So what you're getting at is that they have, I think what you're getting at is um, societies like that would have their own definition of well-being or think what they're doing is in the interest of well-being. And my argument against that would be, or my claim against that would be that they're 
they are wrong. We can like that that would not be in the interest of well-being. I guess that just would that would that not be your subjective opinion based on your own subjective foundation? Well, no, because I would hopefully be able to use reality to bring about facts that we can assess what would be well-being and what wouldn't be well-being, if that makes any sense. Well, aren't those moral facts that that we like agreed upon? Uh, isn't that a subjective that we agree that those are moral that those are our moral facts. I mean, I think that right. That, the, the process of agreeing would be subjective. Well, right. But, but what I'm, what I'm trying to point out here is that going across different cultures and across different time periods, you have these different foundations of, of what well-being would be considered. So basically you have one moral foundation that's judging another totally different moral foundation which entirely relies on how one foundation feels about the set of moral uh, facts or opinions i mean i agree with you i think but yeah okay how is that object because it seems to me like you're redefining objective to not mean you know, well, I'm, I'm trying to use the definition that uh, on the community wiki, but I don't know. I well, I, well, I understand that, and and right. stop me if I'm using if I'm using the wrong definition. But it, it's my understanding that the de- the definition is it's uh, objective morality is 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 a morality uh, that is regardless of how uh, people feel necessarily, right? So on it's, a certain moral fact. Yeah. So it's what's good or bad independent of how people feel about it well right you're right so, yeah. but but you see you're judging another culture based on on how you feel about their set of like moral facts that they've chosen to consider objective right and as i explained i would i would hope that would that would be based on facts about reality so it'd be but i get what i I understand where you're getting at well right but i I mean even then you're subjectively constraining it to like facts of reality uh because like one person may consider something not a fact of reality um because i mean i'm fairly certain those cultures would not consider it a fact of reality that it's bad to pork a nine-year-old they wouldn't consider that. They would. They would think that it's objectively fine, or good, or or neutral. I guess to marry and copulate with with a nine year old kid. So, I mean, you're basically having one one foundation judge another foundation based on how you feel about a certain thing, and I feel like that poisons your argument. Right, and. I don't think that's quite right. It's it's nah, it's hard to get at for me, but um, I I do agree with what you're saying. Not necessarily that it poisons my whole argument, but I understand what your objection is, and I don't okay. know real. I don't really know where to go from there. All right, I mean, you guys want to kind of wrap it up a little bit? I mean, 
Um, and this is, I don't know where it's kind of going. I, I would like to actually know your actual positions. I mean, as far as, because I, I, Wiz, I don't really know yours per se. I mean, he's, right. he's a moral. Well, yeah, I have a objectivist, which, but you're, you are more realist, but you're all, you're more, you're obviously you're more cognitive, right? So you, you, you Oh, right. Definitely. So, I mean, for people that, that don't get this, maybe we can kind of explain to them these things since maybe the discussion is kind of over at this point, I think, or do you guys want to continue on? So and I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I've enjoyed what me and, uh, godless energy engineer have uh got done so far and i i do agree with what he's saying but i think our difference here is just how that affects the um the um everything that goes everything regard like everything in which so we agree that my foundation subjective but we don't quite agree that that like necessarily affects the objectivity of the rest of my argument i guess but i mean we've kind of just been repeating stuff so if we want to end it that'd be fine with me okay uh, well yeah i mean i i like the conversation so far too right uh, and i mean I, I appreciate having these kind of conversations so i appreciate you coming on here and discussing this with me and i do i would agree that we're kind of at an impasse of whether or not the subjective nature of the foundation poisons the rest of the conversation that you would have around moral facts. Right. And uh, this was pretty last minute for me. So yeah, no doubt. I, I don't want to uh, make excuses, but if I, don't know, if I, uh, I'd love to maybe like do this again at some time and have like, write down a lot of notes and stuff, but sure. I enjoyed this. How about we do this? We got some super chats and then if people want to ask some questions, is that be cool? All right, cool. All right. Um, you're actually logged into that account right now. Do you want to read them off, Kyle? Uh, yeah. Can you can you get the first one that came up? Um, I can do these two that I see right now, but there was one that came up at the very beginning. I of have the... to re-log out to do that, actually. I'm on okay. My... Um, well, let me ask this one first. Would objective morality tend toward self-interest over time? That's number one. I would answer that by saying if self-interest is would if self-interest would be generally well-being i guess that would be my answer if self-interest would be considered well-being then possibly you're popping is, again is is that definition of well-being though static um i would i would say yes i would say yes but Sorry, go ahead. I would say yes, but I'm. Sh I would need to really do a whole bunch of research, and I'd love to like articulate this more. But I would say yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I, the the only thing that I would ask about that is, um, has this idea of what well-being is remained static across time? Uh, that's 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 right. And I, I get that. And I guess it. it I say yes, but I mean, I feel like it would necessarily be dependent on certain facts about reality that may change. So, that's would, you, would you not agree though? The form is if you want X, then do Y. If X changes, then then the Y will change in accordance. That, with that, that, I, that's even, what I'm. Even, that's even what I'm trying to get. Changes at, yeah. in the ought that's corresponding that right. which is, is going to change to something else. 
making it a different proposition in relationship to what your goal is. Right. That's, that's what I'm I, trying to get at, I guess. All right. Um, the next question, is it possible to say that rape is objectively wrong given that consent is entirely subjective? And if so, how? Um, well, again, it, it would be possible if in fact that would be in the disinterest of well-being and i think it would be so we could we could assess that with facts hopefully and make a uh, determination but yeah now, can, you, can you back up for your mic just a little bit more you still getting that popping breathy noise. sorry all right okay. no problem man dude we all we all find that sweet spot right oh yeah okay did you want to well, tag in on that yeah, we, well, um, we, we, I got the two, two earlier ones if you want me to do them. Uh, yeah, but let me, well, let me see if Allison Jr. wants to tag in on that. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like the question kind of has some inherent problems because, like, rape is when consent is not given. So that is kind of like taking the subjectivity uh, out of consent. Um, it, Like, whether or not somebody has consented could be a subjective idea. But I mean, as far as actual rape goes, I think that, that that it would be like you know that's definitely it's not given. But if we're talking about like consent in general and how subjective that could be, um, I, I, I think that that's a, a lot deeper of, of a of a question um, that I'm not too entirely sure on. I, I I would agree based on my own moral relative uh morally relative worldview that we we could all agree that sex without consent is rape and that rape harms the well-being of whoever's being raped so therefore it would not it would not be in in the interest of well-being overall um but I, i also agree that that's a subjective view and i'm fine with it okay um, Steve, you want to read the one from earlier before I get to? Yeah, anything? I got two actually from earlier. Um, one, uh, hi, Christy from Blue. Is that like a love note or something? Uh oh. said hi to you, so he's got hearts or anything. Heart, hi, Christy. Heart, oh, love connection. We might have another. You get to say that you met on the non sequitur show. Yeah. How, how great is that? Your first we better be invited. Is, yeah, if it's the wedding. Your, name your first kid if it's, a, if it's a boy, Steve or Kyle. That's all we ask. Uh, Keeve, uh, okay. Keeve, that's Keeve, his name. Keeve. Uh, and Ethan says, um, "Is health inherently subjective? Then we base good health on subject on a subjective goal and compare healthy and sick people objectively." So he's wondering if health is somehow inherently a subjective idea. What it means to be healthy, but again, I think is that for me or? Either you, but yeah, I figured. I, I'm not sure. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I figured I'd let you go first, but since since you kind of took the the point on the other ones. Um. All right. Well, I mean, we can. I wouldn't. I, I would not call that subjective. I don't understand the question exactly, but we. I mean, we know. We we have verifiable facts regarding reality in which we can determine what it would be healthy and what wouldn't be healthy for certain individuals. Because it is some individuals, well, most individuals, what's healthy for them is 
different than what's healthy for another person. And so we can still objectively verify what would be healthy for them and what wouldn't be healthy for them, if that answers the question. Uh, and I would answer that with saying that, yeah, I think that it is a subjective kind of view because while we could agree on certain moral facts, like shooting a person in the head isn't conducive to well-being, um, I, I still think that the conversation on the whole is very much a subjective conversation. As our knowledge changes, we are able to uh, you know, have more informed conversations and that entails us having different foundations at different times. So it would be an inherently subjective thing to talk about, uh, not only through time, but also relative to who the person was in which, uh, you know, the health was being discussed. Okay. Any other super chats? No, not from my end. All right, well, do you want to um, just try to take some questions here? If anybody's got any, sure. Oh, there's one. I just I just want to support the show. Thank you, Steve and Kyle. Oh, Thank Blueberry you, Voodoo, Blue. how sweet. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. Were you having an um, after show, Steve? Yeah, um, Sock Account wants to have an after show. He's really um, immersed in philosophy, and one of the things he does immerse himself mostly with is moral philosophy. Um, so he kind of wants to do analysis afterwards. And I think Sigart is going to join us. Okay. And maybe just, uh, more than welcome to join us. Maybe just let them uh, close out then. And, sure. Um, That'll be on my channel, by the way. Uh, so let's start with the whiz. Um, you can give us a close out where people can find you. I know you're on Twitter a lot. So yeah, let everybody know to uh, find you on Twitter and I'm that. on, uh, I'm on Twitter. It's at WizBiz biz with three Z's. It's a uh, reference from an old show, but um, Twitter is like my main social media page. The so. dumpster fire from hell. Oh, yeah. You're in most of them. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I have like personal social medias that I don't, don't want anyone watching this to ever find. But uh, it will one day. It's oh, inevitable. It's, oh, yeah, of course. But um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, then our our uh, co-host, <laughs> Godless Engineer, or I'm sorry, Godless Engine Queer. Godless Engine Queer, gotta get it right. Uh, so I'm on uh, Twitter as Godless Engineer, uh, and I'm on YouTube here as Godless Engineer. I'm also on Facebook, Godless Engineering. If you type that into search, you'll find me. And so I uh, hope to have more conversations like this. Yeah, this was actually pretty good. Um, I gotta admit, uh, it was interesting. Yes, yeah, so sorry for my mic. I yeah, some of the podcast. Uh, one last super chat. Wiz text me. Wiz text me to say someone is impersonating him. That is what. Uh -oh, that's from from Queenie Upstate. Yeah, Queenie Upstate. I do not know what to say to that. Do you have a Queen Upstate? I don't know what that means. Um, a Queen is. I'll tell you off air. We'll have a talk. But <laughs> we're gonna have, are you gonna have that talk? <laughs> that's a different, wow. um, that's a different show that we'll be having sometime next week. I think. Yeah. Um, Don't worry, I specialize in these though, so we'll get you through it. I promise. Okay. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys for coming in on short notice. Really. Serious. Yeah, definitely. What's, you know, what's I had you fun. guys had the time to prepare? You know, props. 
And oh, uh, yeah. it was laid back. I liked it. And uh, remember, everybody, tomorrow we'll be having Mad Mike Hughes, the gentleman that shot himself up into the sky on a steam-powered rocket that he built himself. He will be debating uh, whether or not we should have troops. So join us that for that tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. I will not be here because I will be in the bed all day because I'll be turning 32. So I will be in bed with a pint of chocolate ice cream and a Jennifer Aniston rom-com. Uh, Steve, I'm sure, will do a fabulous so job. Old. <laughs> no, don't remind me. But um, I'm joking. You're, I'm joking. But we'll see you guys tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. And Good we'll night. see you on the after show in about uh, probably 20 or 30 minutes. Oh yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. Oh hey, my computer didn't restart. <laughs> the fuck you, Windows. <laughs> Get Linux.